Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, a sports manga protagonist with a drive to win, a completely insane coach with a self-centered teaching style, world football antics, tragic manga news, and sports tropes galore. Remember to like, share, and subscribe this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 419, Blue Lock. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcasts and dang reviews about connectively enhanced narratives. I'm your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hope all of you out there are doing well and hope all of my Spark and Society members are kicking ass and taking names. Remember to support our Patreon to help us to create more fun content for you to enjoy and to get some really cool bonus features, such as our Patreon-exclusive trailer reactions and some reviews that are only for Patreon members. So check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Spirekin. And actually, let's get to it because some of you are wondering, what the hell is this guy talking about? Well... If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spyrokin, as I said, is some podcasts and vang reviews about kinetically enhanced narratives. What does that mean? Well, every episode we talk about one or two geeky topics and I tell you the pros and cons about it. Since this is the manga review, obviously we're talking about manga. I tell you how the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, the specific character arcs, and more importantly than that, if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I and my co-hosts say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can also check out more information on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. And you could check out some really cool exclusive videos at our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash Spirekin, where we have lots of trailer reactions. And if you want to see some cool gameplays, check out our... Twitch stream at twitch.tv forward slash Spirekin. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N at Spirekin.com, or you could tweet me at Spirekin or like anything on Instagram at Spirekin. Seeing a theme here? Guarantee if you just type in Spirekin in your search bar, you'll find us on most social media servers. And now, before we get into the manga news of the week, I actually have some really awesome news. In two weeks' time for Anime Next Digital 2020, one, I am going to be doing four panels on our Twitch stream at twitch.tv forward slash Spirekin with four really awesome panels, including our From Inside the Pantry Horror and Anime and Manga, uh, Order Up, Cooking in Anime and Manga. We have our wonderful and very eccentric Insane Manga Challenge Digital Edition. While I'm not going to be able to give out free mangas and screeners, what I am going to be doing is giving some really cool incentives if you check that out but to check it out you have to actually go to the twitch stream to see what's going on and then finally the panel that every single person who listens to this podcast should watch and check out i'm talking about the 22 mangaka every grown-up should know we'll be discussing all of the great mangakas that have been around some that are really known and some that are kind of obscure but you should know and I hope to see all of you there. I really do appreciate it. And now that all of that shilling is out of the way, let's actually get to this because we've got some manga news. A lot of manga news. And the first two stories kind of break my heart, especially the first one. However, if you don't want to be depressed by the news or listening to this long event of news, you could skip ahead to 39 minutes and 35 seconds to get right to the manga review. Either way, let's actually get to the news now. So, we've got some very tragic news that was released Today actually was the day of last episode, but I had already posted. I didn't want to uh, re- record, but uh, Kentaro Mura, the manga creator of the long-running series Berserk, has died. 
for those of you who don't know, I am a huge fan of Berserk. I've loved it since the series started. I actually was freaked out by the original TV series. Been a huge fan of it. Me and former co-host of the podcast, Timbo, were huge fans. Our podcast on episode 110 was a four-hour podcast of us talking about Berserk in depth. If you want to know more, check out that podcast. However, this is about the mangaka creator himself. Uh, Kentaro Moro passed away on May 6, 2021 due to acute aortic dissection. Uh, don't know what that means, but it sounds very painful. Now, they didn't release the news for two weeks to give family time to grieve. And here's the crazy part. After he passed, numerous other manga artists, writers, and creators reached out to give their sympathies and condolences and their thoughts through social media over this huge loss in the manga world. And some of these creators, it's crazy who they are, and they're all over the place. First off, Ken Akamatsu, who did Love Hina and Nagima, mentioned that whenever he wrote uh, Yui from Nagima, uh, Kentaro would fax him questions and, like, thumbs up. So that's kind of cool there, knowing he was a little bit of a lowly con. Well, that's actually kind of creepy that he was a lowly con, but Kentaro was a weirdo. Uh, you had... Hebi Zhao, the mangaka who created Heaven's Design Team, which we reviewed in the last episode. Rei Hiroi, the creator of Black Lagoon. Hiro Masashima, creator of Fairy Tale and Eden Zero. George Morikawa, creator of Hajime no Ippo. Atsushi Okubo, creator of Fire Force. And Chika Umino, who did March Comes In Like a Lion, who, fun fact, if you watch a TV series, in two of the episodes in the background stills, they were designed by... You guessed it, Kentura And this is a huge outpouring of love from all of these creators. And they all love this guy who'd been working since 1988 on series. And he had been creating Berserk since then. Never finished it because he ended up slowing up because of reasons we don't really know. Could have been health. We're not really going to know. However, something interesting, Hakusensha posted an official English translation of the obituary written for Mura on their website. Now, the obit is as follows, and this has been translated. Manga artist Kentaro Mura passed away at 1448 on May 6, 2021, due to acute aortic dissection. He was 54. We would like to express our deepest respect and appreciation for his artistic work and pray that his soul rest in peace. Mura's family held a funeral. Kentaro Muro worked on his series Berserk and many other popular series for Hokusensha over the years. Berserk is currently serialized in the Young Animal comics and Dur Anki has been on the Young Animal Zero starting two years ago. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of our readers for having loved his work. Please accept our most heartfelt condolences on his passing. Hakusensha. All personnel in the Young Animal Editing Department are deeply disturbed and saddened by the sudden death of Kentaro Mura, we have been at a loss as to how to cope with this painful reality. We just cannot find the words to be honest. Our memories of him are delightful and filled with his smile from the times when we were together. He always talked so happily about his favorite comics, cartoons, and movies. We had honestly never seen him angry or upset. He was a happy person with the heart of a young boy. We would like all his fans and persons related to imagine him smiling joyfully and pray silently with us for the repose of his soul. We appreciate your kind understanding. Sincerely, Young Animal Editing Department. Now that is a beautiful obituary for a man who created unique work that has inspired tons of other properties. 
and someone who created something which is going to span the test of time. It's a series which is truly memorable. It's visually stunning. And while it is kind of horrific with its concept, it's something which hopefully he left some notes on how it's going to end because I would love to know how he was going to end it. But for this, all I can say to Kentura Mura, wherever he is, you can rest now. Rest in peace, weary struggler. So anyway, on to more kind of depressing news. Another mangaka, Ichiro Tanagawa, has passed away of old age on May 5th, the day before Kentura Mura died. Now, unlike Kentura Mura, who was 54, Ichiro Tanagawa was 96 years old. So he had a bit of time. He was born in 1925, started working in manga in 1951, and is well known for his Chinkoro Nichan and Sakachi Niya manga. He is a winner of the Japanese Cartoonist Association Award in 1987. He received the medal with Purple Ribbon Honor in 1992. Now, for those who don't know, the medal with Purple Ribbon is for artistic endeavors. So, kind of cool for that. And he also received the Order of the Sacred Treasure, known as the Gold Rays, with the Rosette Honor. And he also will be missed. Kind of depressing news. But let's actually get to some happier news. Now, the Guinness World Record has officially certified on April 13th that Attack on Titan's large-size printing is the largest comic book ever published. Now, that's kind of cool. Now, for those of you who don't know, this Attack on Titan large-size printing was made in commemoration of the 34th and final volume of the series. And... The books are one meter tall, so that's 3.25 feet and 70 centimeters, or 2.29 feet wide. So this thing is huge, and it makes them seven times larger than a regular Tankoban, with a weight of 13.7 kilograms, or for those heathens who live in the U.S. like me, 30.2 pounds. Now, only 100 copies of this limited edition printing were made, and they sold out in two minutes with a retail cost of 165,000 yen, or $1,540 a piece. That is crazy. Uh, I saw an image of it. It looks beautiful. It's the first two uh, chapters of the series in one big thing. And that's kind of cool. So, that is the news. That is that part of the news. So, let's get to some licensing news, because we've got a lot of news. Let's get to it. So, first off... Everyone's favorite licensor, Seven Seas, has licensed a ton of stuff this week. First off, for light novels, they've licensed Planet of the Orcs, or Shiro no Mao Tukuro no Enyu. And this is by Himataro Zukanashi and Toshiaki Takayama. And this light novel series tells the story of a veteran hero, a savior of many worlds, who is sent to a new land where orcs and humans are at war. Besieged by the orc's superior technology, humanity fights back with magic in a desperate struggle to survive. But the two sides in this conflict are less black and white as they appear, and a hero who has always single-mindedly fought to save the world will have to step back and look at his actions and where they have led him. This engaging prose novel about orcs versus humans and technology versus magic is perfect for fans of both traditional sci-fi and manga-adjacent light novels. It's kind of cool. Also a bit of fantasy thrown in there. Now for manga from Seven Seas, these are a lot. First off, they have licensed Iro Ninja Scroll or Arakusa Ninpon Cho. And this is by Haruki. Now this 
adult action comedy takes place during a fictional time in Japan's history known as the Arrow Period, where the arts of love and war hold equal sway. A diverse cast of ninja warriors, both female and male, must outwit, outlast, and outmaneuver the competition or else suffer the sexy consequences. So, for those of you who are into stuff from the Ghost Ship imprint, this may be for you. They've also licensed Reincarnated as a Sword, Another Wish, or Tenchi Shitara Ken Deshita, Another Wish. And this is by Hinako Inoue and Yu Tanaka. Now, reincarnated as a sentient weapon with memories of his past life but not his name, a magical sword saves a young beast girl from a life of slavery. Fran, the cat-eared girl, has become his wielder and only wants to grow stronger, while the sword wants to know why he is here. Follow their new adventures in this spin-off manga series. So if you like reincarnated as a sword, this might be a little more fun, a little more down-to-earth. Now, the next one, I know that Greta would be really really interested in and that is the new license for my life as a villainous side story on the verge of doom or otome game no hemetsu flag shikanai akuyatsu rejun ni tensei shimatsumasen zentai zensume hamitsu sumzensen and this is by nishi satori yamaguchi and nami hadaka we reviewed the manga originally in episode 342 so if you want to check that out Go there. It's a really great series. There is an anime that is hysterical and kind of addictive. And this side story does something very different. This is a what if. And what if when Katarina Klaus, or Bakarina, was reincarnated in the dating sim from the original series, she didn't regain the memories of her past life until she was 15 and was about to enter high school. With less than a year to go before her destruction, Katarina must find a way to avoid all possible bad endings. So this is not the Katarina who made it that everyone loved her. This is the Katarina from the original game. Just now it's the other girl. So this is kind of cool. I think the Bakarina Council is slightly different in this series. Have to wait and see. Now they have also licensed Cat Massage Therapist or Neku no Masageya-san. And this is by Haru Hasakawa. Now... Nekoyama, worn out after another long day at the office, stops at a therapeutic massage parlor, only to discover it's been run by a cat. Oh no. Not only that, but the cat actually does the massaging. Nekoyama is a dog lover, but as this professional miocer digs soft toe beans into his aching muscles, his heart warms and his worries melt away. This is only the beginning, as he and other world worry workers are about to meet the other cat and kitten professionals who have mastered painfully cute techniques for reducing human stress. So this is about massage. And if you are a cat fan, if you like series about pets or you just want something cute and adorable, this may be for you. Now, as a cat fan, I am really a huge fan of this one. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um going to actually use this in a panel probably next year, which is going to be 22 pet manga. But that's between me and the wall. Anyway, so next one. SSE has licensed Restart After Coming Back Home or Restart Wa Tadaima no Atode, as well as its sequel series, Restart After Growing Hungry or Restart Wa Onaka wo Sakaseta. And this is by Kokomi. And this tells the story of hot-headed Kozuka Mitsunomi, who has left his home in the country to lead a, a sophisticated life in Tokyo. Unfortunately, at age 25, he returns home in disgrace, having been fired from his job. As he tries to rediscover himself in the rural area he once called home, he meets Kumai Yamoto, 
a man about his age who was adopted into his community while Matsuomi was away. The sweet and even-tempered Yamoto is hiding his own pain as the two men connect. They start a journey together. So, this one could be good for those of you who want a slow-burn potential romance series. Or it could be a bromance. Not entirely sure. Okay. Um, SSE has licensed Robo Sapien Tales of Tomorrow or Robo Sapien Zenchi by Tornosuke Shimada. Now, in the future, robots are more than machines. Autonomous cyber persons with AI brains are part of society, interacting with humans and growing their own culture. In fact, they may be surpassing humans, as biological homo sapiens in their own world has begun to die out. But are humans truly disappearing, or are robots the new humans? This speculative sci-fi tale of interconnected stories was awarded the Division Grand Prize at the 2020 Japan Media Arts Festival. Now, this was originally released in Japan as two volumes, but the new series is going to be released in one special omnibus edition, completely in English. Now, I've heard a lot of good things, and we've seen this nominated in several different awards, so this one's going to be one definitely to check out. Now, SSE has also licensed the case files of Jeweler Richard, or Hosukishu Richard Shi no Nazokate, and this is by Mika Akatsuki, Nanako Sujimura, and Utaku Yukihiro. Now, this tells the story of college student Seki Nagata, who one day when he rescues a handsome young jeweler appraiser from a group of drunken assailants, he gets more than he bargained for. The appraiser is Richard Ranashinka de Volpian, a brilliant and mysterious British jewel expert. Uh, Segi hires Richard to appraise a ring left to Segi by his grandmother, and the adventures are just beginning. Together, they unlock the secret messages hidden in the hearts of jewels and those who possess them. So if you like jewel heists and, well, studying jewelry, this is one for you. So it's one part mystery, one part jewel appraisal. Uh, so also SSE has licensed the first volume of Samuel Paris by June Ogino. Now, ever since they were young girls, best friends Yurino and Haruka have been trained to become bastioneers, soldiers who battle in a walled area that protects humanity from the kaiju trying to break in. So think Attack on Titan, the wall guard. Uh, but when Haruka is killed during a routine exercise, Yurino must fight even harder to make sure she never loses anyone closer to her again. This one sounds super depressing, but could be good. Now, SSE has also licensed the first volume of the Savior's Book Cafe Story in Another World, or Izuka ni Kyushushu to Shite Yobaremi Mashita ga Arasa ni wa More Nanore Hiroshi Book Cafe Hajimashen Mashita by Kyoka Izumi Omiya and Riko Sakurada. Now, when a god tells Tsukina that she is to be transported to another world to become its savior, Tsukina isn't interested. As a bookish 30-something, she has zero desire to go on some big adventure. So when she arrives in this strange new land, she decides to use her magical powers to create a cozy little book cafe instead. But when a fellow quote-unquote savior starts causing trouble, Sukina might just have to play the hero after all. This one seems like a better version of an Izekai. It seems like Ascension of a Bookworm, but she has to be the hero. So I like this one a little bit better than the standard, oh, I'm a hero with all my powers. I'm going to go fight and save the day. This is, I don't want to be a hero, but now I'm being forced to be a hero. So it could be cool. Kind of like I've been killing slime for 300 years where she wanted nothing to do with it. And they're just, she's amazing now. We'll see if it's broke or not. Um, so what else? SSC is licensed. My Gaimo Super Matt 
really? This is the title? Uh, Magai Momo Super Magic Action Entertainment. And this is by Kami Imai. So Yuki is a high school girl obsessed with the paranormal. One day when spying on a mysterious new transfer student, she ends up in the middle of a magical battle. Yuki is saved by a strange, super-powered man in a lab coat. But while she might have survived her initial encounter with the supernatural, now a secret government agent is after her. Oh no! Seems kind of generic. Anyway, next one. Uh, SSE is licensed Succumbus and Hitman by Makoto Fukami and Sego Tokia. Now, Gamo Shoya is a dead man. At least, he was Gamoshoya. Inside his body resides the soul of someone else, murdered but brought back to life in his body. Now a student living a life that's not his own, Shoyu is haunted by Amarilina, a beautiful demon succumbus who has given him a new role, Hitman. She can't kill humans directly, but she could use Shoya to hunt and kill the wicked who prowl the streets, leaving their departed souls ripe for Amarilina to devour. In exchange, she'll help him hunt down whoever killed him in the first place. It's a dark path for Shoyu. The only thing he has left to lose is his soul. This one I am very intrigued by. Also, for those of you who are confused, SSC is Seven Seas Entertainment. I just shortened it because we got to get through these. There's a lot. Um, so next one they've licensed is Fuka Fuka Dungeon Kyoyokuki Ore no Izekai Tenshi Boku Tan by Kakaru. Now, former office worker Jean finds himself transported into a land where even armies have failed to conquer the Fuka Fuka dungeon. With no magical cheat codes and no secret knowledge, Jean must, or Jean must battle goblins and seek glory alongside a cast of voluptuous warrior women. From the creator of Creature Girls, a hands-on field journal in another world. So this is a etchy Izekai series. Could be good, could be bad, probably going to be garbage. But anyway, let's go on. So another one SSC has licensed is Double Your Pleasure, a twin Yuri anthology book. Now each of these eight short erotic manga feature a pair of twins. Sometimes they're identical, sometimes they're fraternal. Sometimes they play with each other, sometimes they only have eyes for each other. Every story puts a different twist on the concept with lush art and a variety of styles to explore one's own forbidden fantasy. So yeah, enough said. That is for a specific crowd. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Anyway. Next one, they have licensed Seaside Stranger, Harukazu no a Stranger, or Lea Stranger du Zephyrin, or The Stranger of the Spring Breeze. Now this is by Kanaki, and it tells the story of Hun and Mio, who are connected on their small island near Okinawa, leading to a, a friendship and eventual romance. But Chun's quiet life by the seaside started with pain. He left his hometown after his parents disowned him for being gay. That inescapable fact still haunts him, especially now that his father is ill. Shun is ready to go back to Hokkaido to see his parents again, but this time he has Mio by his side. Mio has complicated feelings about this himself as he was devastated by the loss of his own parents and now might not be accepted by Shun's. What will this trip mean for him? Join this developing couple as they face ghosts from the past and work together for a better future in this beautifully illustrated sequel series. So this sequel series to an older series, and, well, if you're a fan of that series, you'll like this one. So I think we're almost done with... No, we're not. Um, so SSE has licensed the first volume of The Country Without Humans, or Ningen no Inai Kumi, and this is by Iwato Bingneko. Now this tells the story of Shi, the only human left in a city inhabited by nothing but machines, as she flees through the eerie streets haunted and hunted by the sinister Triangle Head. She encounters a golem named Bulb. 
Can she survive long enough to form a friendship with this strange creature and perhaps even change the world? This one is very nightmarish. It's let's take kind of Silent Hill 2 with Pyramid Head and mix it with um, the Golem. Uh, what is it? It's the Golem who's watching the end of the world series. It escapes me right now. But it's going to be kind of cool. It looks amazing. All right, so SSE has licensed the first volume of Reborn as a Barrier Master, or Kakaishi Ino Tensei, and this is by Kataoka Nautaro and Shuichi. Now, this tells the story of Barrier Masters, wielders of a rare and powerful guardian magic entrusted with the lives of those under their protection. And when his life on Earth ends, Linos is fortunate to be reborn and to inherit this special gift. What's less fortunate is that he's been reborn as a child and slated for sale as a slave. Narrowly avoiding a dire fate, he is taken as a servant by a prosperous noble family where he is trained to become the guardian of its reigning members. Step by step, trial after trial, Linus prepares for a life of adventure as a barrier master. The next title that they've licensed is No Matter What You Say, Furisan is Scary, or Tonari no Furisan ga Tonikaku Kawai, and this is by Sechi Kino, and this tells the story of Furiyoko, who definitely looks like a delinquent. She's got a tough girl image that wouldn't be out of place in a gang. When Tara Namito finds himself sitting next to her in his high school class, he's immediately afraid of her. But as it turns out, Furry's rough and tumble exterior hides a wholesome, totally cute person underneath, and she's got the hots for Tyra. That part goes completely over his head. One misunderstanding leads to another in this romantic comedy about a clueless dude and the adorable, slightly terrifying affection of the tough girl by his side. So think of every single current series where it's the tough girl, the sundry girl who likes the cute guy. That's what this is. Now we're getting to the end of the SSE licenses. We've got three left. Third to last is the Exo Drive Reincarnation Games All Japan Izekai Battle Tournament. And this is by Keso and Zunta. And in the not-too-distant future, Izekai is a way of life. Now the world is perfected, hitting an average teenager with a truck so they're reborn into a new world for a fancy adventure. How do you raise the stakes? Set up a televised tournament, of course. Now roaring fans can follow a chosen hero throughout his death-rebirthing quest to save another world, armed with special cheat for cheat skills, stat indexes, and whatever else is needed. Surely this is all in good fun, and no one would abuse this kind of reincarnation technology. Dun-dun-dun. Another one of the Isekai series that does something very different. This feels more like it would be a light novel, but it's a manga, so we'll have to wait and see. Now, the second to last is they've licensed My Lovey Dovey Wife is a Stone Cold Killer, or Hikai Kyoshiki-san to Kekon Shimashita, and this is by Donten Kosaka, and this is the story of Satsuna. She's cute, sexy, and deadly. When she's not out murdering people as a professional assassin, she's nesting at home, trying to adjust to a domestic life with her new husband. She skewers ingredients for dinner, draws a knife on unwanted solicitors, and sleeps with one eye open, just in case enemies sneak in. Her love-struck husband doesn't ask a lot of questions about her day job, so this arrangement could work if love conquers all, right? This romantic comedy is dangerously sexy. This one seems like a lot of fun. It seems like a reversal of Way of the House Husband, except that she's an assassin instead of a, another person. But anyway. And finally, the last one by SSE, the last license by Seven Seas Entertainment, is The Witches of Adam, or Adamas no Majotachi. And this is by UMI. And this is a story of Sato Yukinari, who has a very strange condition. 
he ejaculates diamonds. Yes, you heard me right. He comes diamonds. And although these special diamonds are worth a fortune and he can orgasm his way to great riches, they come at a price. Each diamond costs him a year of his life. And beyond that, his condition has attracted a horde of beautiful seductress witches who want his precious stones, regardless of what it costs him. Watch Yukinari try to overcome sexy but deadly temptation in this outrageously raunchy comedy. This sounds like utter trash. This is, for Harlequin people, it's going to be garbage. Anyway, so f- next one we have Yen Press, and they have four new light novels and eight new manga. So this will be easy and quick for Yen Press. Now, first off, Yen Press is licensed Magical Explorer by Iris and Noboru Kanataka. Reincarnated as a character in the legendary Aero title Magical Explorer, our hero ends up as an unlucky side character instead of the game's lady killer protagonist. Not to worry, though, armed with his deep knowledge of the game, not to mention a few cheat codes, he'll do whatever it takes to win the heart of the game's heroines and emerge as the most accomplished student at the Sorcerer's Academy. The next license for light novels for Yen Press was cross-dressing villainous Cecilia Sylvie by Hiroro Akazakura and Dangmel. Now, reincarnated as a villainous in an Otome game, Cecilia realizes that as the heroine's rival, she'll die no matter what route she takes. This doesn't sound at all familiar, you know, my next life is villainous, Uh, but convinced that she can avoid her death flag by becoming a man, she cross-dresses and takes on a new identity. In the process, however, she ends up replacing her brother-in-law as the knight charged with protecting the heroine. Now the prince who should be condemning her to death wants to hang around her all the time. Cecilia will do whatever it takes to achieve a peaceful and carefree life, but if her guise ever slips, it's game over! So this does something a little bit different with that whole I'm a villainous in an Otome game, but it's still the same thing. The one who did it best, I think, was my next life's villainous. Anyway, next one. Uh, so next light novel by Yen Press. The girl that I saved on the train turned out to be my childhood friend. This is by Kenoji and Fly. Now, while on his way to school one morning, high school second year, Takamura Ryu saves his childhood friend Fushimi Hina from a sexual harasser on a crowded train. Although the two are practically opposites in appearances and popularities, not to mention the fact they haven't spoken since middle school, Hina finds herself smitten with the oblivious Ryo. A frustratingly sweet, zero-stress romantic comedy. Now, this one seems like it's something different and a lot of fun. It's a rom-com in a light novel. And it's no Izakai, no magic, real-world stakes. We definitely gotta see how this one goes. Now, next one is a future fic. Now, this is... Rust Eater Bisco. This is by Shinji Kobuko, Kei Akagashi, and Mocha. Now, this light novel in the far future, a disaster known as the Rusty Wind has transformed the majority of Japan into a barren desert and left civilization in tatters. After his teacher falls prey to the rust, the roguish Bisco Akahoshi embarks on a journey through the sandy waste to obtain a mushroom known only as the Rust Eater. Rumored to cure the ailment, together with the dashing young Dr. Milo, the pair will have to contend with the unforgiving environment and their fellow wanderers in order to make it back alive. This one sounds cool because it's post-apocalypse and it seems very different. Very Mad Maxy and a little sci-fi. So this one's going to be a lot of fun. So now let us get to the manga from Yen Press. And there are eight to go through, so let's go through them. First off, you have The Hero Laughs While Walking the Path of Vengeance a Second Time, or Nidome no Yusha wa Fukoshu no Micho o Ware Ayumu. 
And this is by Yamo Moyomu, Nero Kazuka, and Sinsora. Now, Kaito has been summoned into another world as a hero, and through all goes well for a time. One day, his entire party betrays and mercilessly kills him. So when he suddenly gets a chance to redo his life, starting from the point he was first summoned to the world, he swears to exact revenge on everyone who stabbed him in the back. This has been done before. Uh, so they've licensed also Let This Grieving Soul Retire by Sukagi, Ray Habino, and Chico. Now, this man, is he an extraordinary hero or an ordinary person? What I'm seeking is to be the world's one and only strongest hero. Cry has made an oath together with his childhood friend to become the strongest hero, but he realized that he has no talent. Nevertheless, for some reason, the expectations of those around him keep raising rapidly day by day. And at least according to Cry, things will always head in an outrageous direction. This seems completely crazy and weird. We'll see how it goes. But all right, next. Uh, Yen Press has licensed... Namaki Zakari, the manga, by Miyuki Mitsubachi. Now, basketball club manager Yuki has a secret. She's in love with the team captain. But when Naruse, her cheeky kohai, discovers her big secret, she's in for a tight spot. Just how long is he going to keep teasing her about it, stupid pretty playboy? So, kind of sports manga and a little bit of romance. Uh, they, yeah, and press his license, I've been in Omega since today, by Maki Sachi. It all starts with your typical childhood friend love story. Average Kanade pining after his dandy best friend Mune Chika. There's just one big problem with their high school romance. Kanade is a beta and Machichika is an alpha. And everyone knows that alpha-beta pairings just aren't compatible on a physical level. But when Kanade goes into heat as an omega for the first time, will Machichika be there to give him a helping hand? Eh. Seems kind of weird and very meh. Don't get it. Anyway, uh, Yen Press has licensed The Splendid Works of a Monster Maid by Yugata Tanabe. Now, it tells the story of Sumire, a Nekomata phantom who has lost her beloved master. After wandering alone, she stumbles into a foreign demon world. Now, Sumire serves under the president of a company alongside an undead named Rose and an android named Ivy. In order to get back that certain someone, Sumire's splendid work begins now. Could be kind of weird, could be kind of trippy. Now, last of the actual mangas for the releases, the last one. Uh, Yen Press's license, Puele Magi Madoka Magica Wrath Arc. And this is by the Magical Quartet and Hanokage. And all the witches in the universe, past and present, may have disappeared. But in their place, emotion-eating wraiths prey on humanity. The magical girls fight to protect Mitakihara City once more. Bum, bum, bum. So those are all of the licenses. Just to reiterate, though, Majimono and Reborn as a Barrier Massacre is going to be released by SSE, physically and digitally, in October 2021. Plan of the Orcs is going to be released by SSE Airship Imprint in October 2021. Double Your Pleasure Arrow Ninja Scrolls are going to be released by SSE Ghost Ship Imprint in October 2021. The Exo Drive Reincarnation Games All Japan Izakai Battle Tournament. My lovey dovey wife's a stone cold killer. No matter what you say, Fuji san is scary. And the Savior's Book Cafe Story in Another World is going to be released by SSE in November 2021. All Yen Press novels and mangas are just going to be released in November 2021, which makes it a lot easier to say. Fuka Fuka Dungeon, Kyo Kyo Ki, uh, Restart After Coming Back Home, and Robo Sapiens are going to be released by SSE in November 2021. 
The Witches of Adam are going to be released by SSE Ghost Ship, imprint physically and digitally in November 2021. The Country Without Humans, Semel Polarius, Cat Massage Therapy, My Lex Life as a Villainous Side Story, and Tecumseh and Hitman will be released by SSE physically and digitally in December 2021. Uh, Reincarnated as a Sword, Another Wish will be released by SSE physically and digitally in January 2022. And then last and not least, Seaside Stranger and the Case of Jeweler Richard will be released by SSE in February of 2022. And those are all of the licenses. It's all the licensing news. It's been 30 minutes of that. I'm really starting to think that I should do a different podcast just about manga news. So that way the reviews are separate. If you think I should do some manga news podcast, that's just that. Email me, zanspirekin.com, or tweet me at Spirekin. If you think there should be a podcast dedicated specifically for manga news, let me know. And let's get to it, because we have just a little bit more news, and then we're done. So first off, on August 27th, Chihiro Oaki and Umetaro Santani will be launching Kido Senshi Gundam Pulitzer, Amuro Wa Kyoko no Kanata E, or Mobile Suit Gundam Pulitzer, Amuro Beyond the Aura. Now, this manga is going to center on Kika Kobayashi in UC0095, collecting testimonies about Amuro Ray. On July 20th, Aya Shota is launching a new manga titled Lord Kagetoda's Crimson Harem, or Kagetoga-sama no Kurenai Kokyo, and this is going to be in Karakawa's Asuka magazine. The manga is teased with the text, The Worst and Most Cursed Couple Bursts Onto the Scene. On June 26th, Yuvhi Hasegawa will be releasing Kido Senshi Crossbones Gundam X Juichi, or 11. And this is going to be in Katakawa's Gundam Ace magazine. It's going to be drawn by Yuichi Hasegawa. Now, the manga will be set in the same time frame as the Kido Senshi Crossbone Gundam Dust manga that ended last year and will show Curtis Rothko's final battle. On June 25th, Atsushi Suzumi will launch a new manga titled The World's Fastest Level Up or Seki Sasho no Level Up. And this is going to be released in Katakawa's Shonen Ace magazine. The manga is an adaptation of Nagato Yamata's story and is set in a world some years after dungeons appear all over the world and people begin gaining special powers and techniques. The story centers on Rin Amani, who awakens to a power that allows him to teleport inside the dungeon. Now using this unique skill, he seeks to level up as fast as possible. On June 18th, Ayano Takeda, who created Sound Euphonium and Musha, is launching a new manga titled Hanawoseku Shura no Gotoku, The Fire Booms Like Asura. This is going to be released in Shuisha's Ultra Jump magazine, and Takeda is writing this series for their first manga series. So this is their first actual series they're writing. And this can be illustrated by Mushu. And the manga will open with color pages. And it's teased that this story will be high school students whose hearts grow on the broadcasting stage. What does that mean? Are they podcasters? Are they news reporters? Who knows? Last news. On May 27th, Yosunori Mitsunaga and Yoshimitsu Iruku are launching a new manga titled Evil Heroes in Shuisha's Young Jump magazine. A preview image was released on Twitter by Matsunaga. And that is the manga news only 40 minutes in so yeah i'm thinking we're going to be doing a manga based podcast 
So now that the news segment is done, let's actually get to the manga review of the episode. Because if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one that only the Wheel of Manga. And it did turn to be there reviewing a manga that was written by Muneyuki Kaneshiro and illustrated by Yusuke Nomura. Now this is published by Kodansha and released by Kodansha USA. This came out in 2008 and it's still coming out. This is classified as a shonen series with 14 volumes and it is a sports manga. Now, the title of the series is Blue Luck. Now, the whole premise of this manga is very simple. After Japan loses the 2018 World Cup, the Japanese Football Union decides that they're going to completely rebuild Japan's soccer program. After hiring a completely insane lunatic, they decide to create the Blue Lock program. Now, this is going to place Japan's 300 best under-18 forwards in one facility, and this includes high school student Yochi Isaka, who is a second-year high schooler with a passion for soccer. And all 300 of these strikers are going to be pitted against each other to create the best striker the nation has ever seen. And that is what Blue Lock is about. More importantly than that, this is a sports manga that does something very differently. Because most sports mangas and most shonen mangas talk about friendship, teamwork, and it's kind of a big deal, Nakama family. And, you know, it's because what's more heroic than working together with your friends and believing in each other? And that's a big theme in the shonen genre. However, in Blue Lock Volume 1, pretty much Kaneshiro, the mangaka, is arguing for the exact opposite, that teamwork is useless and a true hero cares more about themselves than anybody else. Well, at least in the world of football slash soccer and the person who is arguing about this is a completely insane individual known as Jinpachi Igo who was a completely insane coach who was hired to lead the blue lock program and is completely intimidating and has this very dark presence and he's truly horrific um when he first meets the 300 individuals, he's like, Congratulations, you unpolished gems. All you under-18 strikers have been chosen solely based on my criteria and biases to be here. All 300 of you. For those of you who don't know, I am Jimpachi Ego. My job is to make Japan a team capable of winning the World Cup. And I'll put it in simple terms. Japan only requires one thing to become the strongest powerhouse in football, and that is the creation of a revolutionary striker. From you 300 players gathered here, I will forge the best striker in the world through a certain project. And the whole thing is that Ego is trying to give, make sure that these strikers have the ego to match. To create someone so egotistical that they're going to take it to win. And he's nuts. And he's been brought to the JFU by Henri Terry a new member of the group whose dream and idea is to create this so that they can create the best striker so they can win. Because all the older members of the Japanese Football Association are like, oh, we're fine, we're in 16th place. We made it to the top 16. That's all that matters. But Henri is like, we could win this. We have to keep pushing forward. We can't just get lazy and stay as weaklings. And that's what she's pushing for, and she wants to do good. And this is the first part of the volume. And then we get to actually the story of Yoichi Isagi, who is our main character, who is a second-year student at Ichinan High School, who was a 
forward who loses the big game. And it sucks because he. this is the big game to see who's going to the finals. And more important than that, the t- members of the team could get into the World Cup. And he loses because he has a chance to shoot forward, to make the shot. And he sees a member of his team who says, hey, I'm open, pass to me. So as opposed to taking the shot and being greedy, he kicks the ball to his teammate and the teammate loses and misses horribly. And he's like, I could have made that shot. I could have won. But I did what the team says and they say it's right. And he is, I want to be egotistical, but Japan says you have to be part of the team. The team's what's important. So he's very conflicted. And when this whole event occurs and they say, hey, listen, you get to be egotistical. We're looking for one person and you all are going to fight for it. He ends up getting involved in this and kicking butt. He becomes absorbed with winning. And his main goal is to become the world's best striker. And when it starts off, he's ranked as number 299th out of the 300 players. So he's at the, near the bottom. And he's got to work his way up. And the funny thing is that uh, Kira, the guy who stole the victory from him, the captain of the other team, is also called into this. And when they first meet, Kira's like, hey, how you doing? And he treats him like a best friend. When they first meet, he's like, doesn't this seem crazy? Why are they going to have us go against each other? Shouldn't we be all working together for the betterment of the team? And... Yoichi is kind of stuck with, hey, this is my friend. But when push comes to shove, in the first part of this event, they have a game which is to prove who's the weak link. And they say, listen, we're going to play a game. Whoever loses this game, you are out. And here's the worst part. If you are out, if you get kicked out of this, you are no longer eligible ever for the World Cup. So if you join another team, you're done. You're blacklisted from all football in Japan. So you kill your career. And this causes a little bit of a fervor in the group that is set up. They're called Z, uh, Team Z. Not TMZ, Team Z. And they're all working, like, say, I don't want to lose, I don't want to lose. And they're going back and forth, and they're being a team player, kind of like, not being team players, they're being super selfish, like, I don't want this, get this away from me. And they're totally just trying to win and stay in. And in the end, it comes down to Yoichi, and he has to pass to someone, or he's going to lose, and he ends up kicking it to... Kira. Now, on the one hand, it could be that he was really pissed off at Kira subconsciously and wanted to do it, but he's like, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't want to do that. Just, I didn't want to get kicked out. And here's the worst thing or the best thing. I, I feel happy I did that. Like, I feel good that I saved myself. It wasn't me being part of the team. It was me wanting it for me. And it has a bit of um, selfishness in this series, and it does do something very different. And I've got to say, for a sports manga about soccer or football, I'm really digging it. It's very different because it does something different. It's not just the, oh, it's the underdog team trying to win. No, this is a crazy guy has taken every single member of one position out of the entire country, put them into a ring together, separated them into teams, and having them compete against each other for a great prize. And it takes the whole concept of a sports manga and puts it on its head. And I got to say, I really like it. The art is great. Uh, the story is well done. Each of the characters are unique and different and kind of crazy. 
I am curious if some of them are female because they some of them look very androgynous. So the art style is a little out there, but I'm really enjoying this series and I want to see where this goes. For that reason, I'm going to have to give Blue Lock, which has been nominated and has won several awards. I have to agree with everybody. This is a really, really, really cool manga. If you don't read this now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will swell up, and your soul will be forfeit to the great Zomo Gustav. Wahaha. You have to read this. It's totally worth checking out and totally worth getting. And even if you're not a fan of sports manga, I think you're really going to like this series. I do hope that this does get an anime adaptation. I think this will be well done and well deserved. So, first off, remember, if you disagree with me, you can email me personally at zanspiker.com. Let me know what you think differently. And random question of the day, what sport would you want to see done like this besides soccer? Where you take one person, so if it's basketball, take 300 centers and put them in a basketball court together to see who's the best center. Or in baseball, first baseman or pitchers. What other sport would you want to see this idea done? I'm curious what your thoughts are. Now, remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email me personally at zanspirekin.com. Remember to check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash spirekin. We have four tiers from our Konnichiwa tier to our What's Up tier. And like most Patreons, each level gives you different access to different things. Our highest tier actually will let you choose the manga for me to review as long as it has not already been reviewed and some other really choice rewards. So check it out at patreon.com forward slash spirekin or patreon.podbean.com forward slash spirekin. And remember to like and subscribe to this, share it to us. And now let's actually get to the second to last part of this podcast. The manga releases for the week, and this is all from May 25th, 2021. We got 21 titles, including Berserk of Gluttony, Volume 2, Bite Maker, The King's Omega, Volume 1, Boys Run the Riot, Volume 1, Bungo Stray Dogs, Volume 6, the light novel. Cherry Magic, 30 Years of Virginia Can Make You a Wizard, Volume 3. City, Volume 11. Do You Love Your Mom and Her Two-Hit Multi-Target Attacks, Volume 9, the manga. Drunks, the manga, which seems very interesting. Durarara SH, Volume 1, the light novel. Fairy Tales Manga Box Set 4, Gigant, Volume 5. Hardboiled Stories from the Cat Bar, the manga. Kumakuma Kuma Bear, The Light Novel, Volume 6. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, Elma's Office Lady Diary, Volume 4. Monster Masume, Volume 17, which has been long awaited. Ragna Crimson, Volume 2. Reincarnated as a Sword, The Light Novel, Volume 8. Saint Seiya, Saint the Show, Volume 13. Sayonara Football, Volume 5. Species Domain, Volume 10. The Dissociation of Haruhi Susumiya, The Light Novel. Wandering Witch, The Journey of Elena, Volume 5, Light Novel. What Did You Eat Yesterday, Volume 15. I'm surprised that's still coming out. World's End Harem, Fantasia, Volume 4. And then finally, Yuna and the Haunted Hot Springs, Volume 14. Now, me personally, I'm interested in Wandering Witch, Dissociation of Haruhi Susumiya, What Did You Eat Yesterday, Sayonara Football, Reincarnated as a Sword, Kumakuma Kuma Bear, Gigantic, Durarara, Drunks, uh... And Bungo Stray Dogs Light Novel. Which of these are you interested in? Let me know in the comments down below. And now, let's actually get to the part that you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga! 
Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitutes. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What I've done is I've assigned a manga tile to each of the 10 slots. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin that one, not only the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, the manga that is in that spot is the manga that I'm reviewing in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, episode 420. Now, first off, I would like to say that we've got some great titles on here, which you can check out at our Discord at tinyurl.com forward slash Spire Discord. And secondly, I've got to say, 420 episodes in 13 years. It's been a while. So now let's actually get to it. Let's actually go and spin this wheel and see what we're going to review in the next episode, shall we? Pretty good spin. Number one. Oh. So, in the next episode, I'm reviewing a manga about a guy who wants to better himself even though he's amazing at video games and terrible at the game of life. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about bottom-tier character Tomozaki. Is it good? Is it bad? We're going to find out in the next episode. So, as usual, I want to thank you all for listening. I appreciate this, and I'm going to keep doing this as long as I can. I hope you stay on this ride with me. Remember to check out the YouTube channel for some really cool videos, including some potentially new reviews. And... Let's get to it. So, as usual, I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. I'll catch you guys next time, and keep reading manga. I'll see you later.